It's time again for Talking Trade, sponsored by MMAC's World Trade Association and Michael Best Strategies. Hi, everybody. I'm Jeff Mayers from WISPolitics.com here with a special edition of Talking Trade. My guest today is the former U.S. Ambassador to the Czech Republic, Rick Graber. He served from 2006 to 2009 under GW, President G.W. Bush, and he also heads the Bradley Foundation, and he has a, uh, a long resume in, in state politics as well. He used to be the state Republican Party chair, and he's a good friend of mine, and I welcome you, Rick. How are you today? I am great. Thanks so much for having me, Jeff. Absolutely. So this situation in Ukraine, uh, you know, affects all of Europe. You know, you as the former ambassador to the Czech Republic know uh, how important Central Europe is to everything that goes on in Europe. And I'm wondering what you, how do you assess what's going on now, I guess, on the battlefield and in the political sphere in terms of, of uh, the Ukraine-Russian conflict? Well, it's obviously a... a devastating situation. It's just not good. Um, you know, there are many in my party that uh, would say that, why, why is the United States involved in this? Uh, that, that there really is no American interest. And, and maybe it's because I lived in Orkin in Prague and, and the Czech Republic is not far from the Ukrainian border. It's not on the border, but it's not far away. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I differ with those in my Party that, that believe that I think there is a legitimate American interest, and I think the United States uh, and the Biden administration should have stepped up sooner, more quickly, and more aggressively than they did. Um, you know, Russia invaded a country without any real reason, other than Vladimir Putin's desire to return his empire to what it once was. Um, you can't let that happen. I mean, if it does happen, the world order changes, Europe changes, and that's not good for the United States and the security of the United States. It's not good for trade. It's not good for anything. And you can be sure that uh, Xi Jinping in Beijing is paying very close attention to this. So we're, we're in a world right now where the problems are immense. And, and it really is not an overstatement, I don't think, to, to envision a scenario where we're in a third world war. That's disastrous. So um, I'm being very pessimistic, but I don't think there's a lot of reason for optimism when it comes to Ukraine. I, I, this was going to be, has been, and will be a long, long slog. Okay, so I think that there is, as you say, yeah, uh, members of your party are yep. holding up aid right now. Now, over an important issue, immigration, I, I'm not saying it's not important, but they're holding that up, tying that. Do you see that going through? And what if it doesn't go through? I mean, I think ultimately it will. I think it is it's politics. And you hear this argument, well, we should be paying attention to our southern border. Of course, we should be paying attention to our southern border. Um, like it or not, the United States has major responsibilities in the world. And sometimes we have to do uh, more than one thing at once. And in this case, I do think we need to deal with the southern border. I also think we need to provide aid to Ukraine. 
Now there's some in our party that would say, well, there's there's just got to be more accountability. I agree with that. I mean, let, let's understand where our money is going. And I'm not about to, to tell anyone that Ukraine is, is perfect. Uh, this is a, a developing country. I am certain that there's massive corruption and we, we got to be careful there. Nonetheless, I think that American interest that I talked about at the outset um, is, is important. If it doesn't happen, um, it's a massive problem. I mean, you, you need Europe to step up, but the United States has got to be there too. Uh, Vladimir Putin gets what he wants. Vladimir Putin hates the West. All US presidents, as long as we've been watching uh, in, in our lifetimes, have tried to appease Russia. Putin cannot be appeased. Um, and I, I learned that during my time in Prague with, with George Bush's missile defense system. He cannot be appeased, and no matter what you do, that he's going to try to further uh, his best interests. Uh, so that, that's not good for the world if uh, further aid is withheld, and state's aid is withheld from Ukraine. So does Putin win if there's a negotiated settlement, a negotiated yeah, peace, a negotiated uh, ceasefire? Does Putin win because he has some of the territory he sought? Maybe. Uh, I mean, I, for me, it's hard to see the end game right now. I mean, will, will Russia accept the return to the status quo, which would include Crimea? Uh, and, and other occupied territories to the, to the east. Um, I don't know. Will the Ukrainians, will Zelensky accept a return to the status quo? Or will, is he going to say, no, I want my country back and its borders back? I, I don't know. And any negotiated settlement require, requires compromise. Uh, but it's not at all clear to me that we were anywhere close to that. I think we had an opportunity earlier on, but I think the Biden administration hemmed and hawed and delayed on some things. And I think that window of opportunity is gone uh, right now. Uh, the window of opportunity for a negotiated settlement? I think I think uh, Putin was on his heels, uh, and I think if, if the military hardware had been there more quickly, I think there was an opportunity, yes. I don't think it's there anymore. Okay, so you before described this as a long slog, and you have a country that is the you know in many ways the breadbasket of Europe right. and an important uh, economic force beyond agriculture. Absolutely. So, but you described this as a long slog. What does this say about the future economy of Ukraine and Central and Eastern Europe? Because a prolonged, I mean, it's already a long war, but an even more prolonged war would seem to um uh, be uh, set into motion some irreversible things in terms of the economy that's true i mean ukraine is devastated all the reports that you read is it, it really is starting over and if there ever is a, uh, a settlement then, then someday somehow this will get resolved <clears throat> there's a massive massive reconstruction effort that's going to be required and that's going to be interesting to watch in in the meantime the economies of Central Europe, the economies of really affects the world, are, are going to have to adjust without much input from Ukraine, I'm afraid. 
as the country continues to get pummeled. Um, the reconstruction opportunity indeed will be an opportunity for Europe, uh, in particular for the United States, but you can be sure China's going to be looking at this too. That this is part of their broader plan to uh, be the number one economy in the world, to be the top dog in the world. That's that's their ultimate objective. It's tricky for China because of their relationship with Russia. Uh, but nonetheless, you can be sure China's going to be looking out for China first and foremost. Uh, I, I've got to think that it's a long haul before Ukraine is a member of the European Union or NATO, notwithstanding comments about NATO. Uh, at, in normal times, that's a long process. In this particular circumstance, I think it's a really long process, if ever. So I, I just have to end with this, you know, your um, uh, the threat of Putin, but more yep. the the threat of or uh, the threat of Chinese ambition, I guess. Yes. Um, um, so uh, there's a lot of intrigue there. So, you know, I'm wondering, um, you know, do you agree with what the um, the 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 tactics that under Trump and now under Biden to um, raise tariffs and to um, have some economic warfare with China? Tough question. I, I am not in general a big fan of tariffs. Uh, I think you've got to let the free market operate. Uh, in, in the case of China, Sanctions, uh, perhaps, uh, if they're tariffs, you know, I'm hemming and hawing on this. Uh, uh, I, I would hope that they'd be a, a temporary weapon. Um, by the same token, the Chinese have to play by the rules. You know, if they're stealing intellectual property, which they do, uh, that's not acceptable either. So maybe I would have to back off my purist. Uh, stand there in terms of, of free markets in, in the interest of rule of law, international world order. Um, but but China is a massive threat. China, China and and Russia uh, are continue to be uh, primary adversaries to the West and to the, the freedoms that we've uh, cherished for so long. Um, these are tough, tough questions, uh, and it doesn't matter if you're a Republican administration or a Democratic uh, administration, you got to deal with them. Uh, I, I think in general, uh, Ronald Reagan was right, though. Uh, you achieve peace through strength, and right now we do not appear strong on the world stage, and something's got to be done about that. If you do appear strong, well, then miraculously, you find people like Putin and, and Xi Jinping uh, reacting accordingly backing off on uh, things they might uh, otherwise have tried to do. Well, thank you, Rick Graber, for the long view and for commenting and, and assessing the situation in Ukraine right now from your from your uh, past experiences and U.S. Ambassador to the Czech Republic. I thank you very much for being part of Talking Trade, and we'll see you next time, everybody. Thanks, Jeff. You've been listening to Talking Trade. Sponsored by MMAC's World Trade Association, 
and Michael Best Strategies.